Deep in the plain of water off the coast of the foreboding Isle of Dread, our heroes stand on the precipice of a mysterious structure. What dark secrets lie within? Is it still inhabited? And how will this newly donned crown affect the mission? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. We're homeowners. We are homeowners! Huzzah! For the first time! So, recording this podcast is stressful right now. That is true, yes. Because we have so much to do. There is a whole lot to do. Yeah. We got a lot done, though, which is exciting. Yes. And we have signed on the dotted line, but there is much ahead of us. Yeah, so we, we bought a house. We did buy a house. We bought a house. House, house, house. Um, Yeah. No, I'm very excited. We're actually going to have like room to put D and D stuff. And we'll game have and a stuff. bigger room to actually record in, which mm-hmm. will be nice because we won't have to sit at this table in this particular orientation. Like we can sit at the opposite ends, which will make setup so much easier. Yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it'll just be nice because, like, right now we're recording in our joint office, and it's cramped. To, it's cramped, and we have to tear it down and, and put it back up. So it's exciting to be able to just kind of have some space where, heaven forbid, we could leave our stuff up. Leave our what? stuff up. What? Which I'm excited for. Yeah, me too. Tearing everything down and and putting everything back up is fine. But it would be nice if we could do less of that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it takes, you know, there's the amount of time that it takes to record. But then the uh, setup and teardown, you know, is is a significant time on either end. So, you know, the whole time, uh, you know, a block of recording it always has those buffers on either end, which would be nice to just be able to kind of waltz in and do our thing. In other news, I got a balloon for my birthday. <laughs> Which was in mid early, early mid March. Gwyneth got me a balloon. I did get him. It a was balloon. a spherical balloon. It was a helium balloon that looked like a little planet, and it had, and it had cute of- little planets mm-hmm. on it, and they were all smiling and saying "Happy Birthday." It was very cute. It has survived for so long. It has survived up until now, but unfortunately, a few days ago, it it finally lost critical helium mass, and instead of Floating up is now just kind of suspended half-heartedly down, just barely keeping its head above the floor, drooping with effort. It has lasted four months. It is a hearty little balloon, and it's it's funny because my birthday was right before everything shut down in PA, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's like, I'm sure this is how most people are feeling. They started out okay, and then it's just... slowly (laughs) deflating over the course of four long months yeah but i got gwyneth a cube-shaped balloon 
for her birthday. Which was two months after Austin's birthday. Three months? Three months. Three months, sorry. Math. Time. Is hard. And math. Time and time and math time is just math doubly hard. Time math especially is the worst. And it's still going strong. It is. Yeah, so it was a month. Got it a month it's, ago yesterday. It's starting to sag a little it bit. It is. I know. I was noticing that because we've been operating under the assumption that these balloons should be, you know, doing as good as the one that you had. And, you know, I hope mine lasts another three months. So... Balloons, just an uh, just an observation I had that everyone needed to know about my birthday balloon. <laughs> it's honestly an adorable balloon. It was it's a really cute super balloon. Cute. Well, it all started because on Valentine's Day, it, when we were going to play D and D in a giant eagle in a market district, mm-hmm. which if you don't know what that is, you might be like, "Why are you playing D and D in a grocery store?" I, I kind of agree with you, but it was it worked out. It worked out. But regardless, we were walking to there, and we passed the section that had all the flowers and balloons, and there was a cute little helium balloon shaped like a fluffy gray cat with a little heart that said, Happy Valentine's Day on it. I think it it had a crown on, too. It had a crown on, and we were like, I have to get this. (laughs) (laughs) So so I did. You did, yeah. I think you surprised me, though. Well, it was a pseudo surprise in that I said, Go to the car. Oh, yeah. I will be back. Do not look when I enter the car. (laughs) And... You know, you played a log, but I'm sure you heard all the little squeaky <laughs> noises of a helium balloon being put into a car. So. And these are the cool, like, um, uh, not rubber helium balloons, you know, like the tin ones. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I don't know what they are. Balloon. Shiny, shiny material. Mm-hmm. So we, we're into balloons we now. We are into balloons now. We're a balloon family. Mm-hmm. And actually, I got you this balloon also at that same market district. Yeah. Also on the way back from D&D. Oh, yeah. I got I got your balloon at a different market district, Ooh. one closer to our, our, our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, market district. Market district. For balloons. For balloons. For everything else, though, very expensive. Yeah. They have, good, they have decent sushi, though, and prepared foods. They have decent. Yeah, that's true. You know, if you just want to eat a... Expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm an, uh, I'm an Aldi cheese, man. though, too. Yeah, they do. They do. They have more cheese than Aldi does. But regardless... Adventure time. You. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Just imagine it going directly from cheese balloon to going down to Koatoa Tower. Well, if I let us go on too long, it'll eventually peter out and get even Silly. less interesting than it is now. No, it made sense to cut it off. So that is the end of that. And now we are moving in on a. Storm! <laughs> and we can still hear the people over on the Riders' Mutiny. We can still hear the pirates shouting from the Riders' Mutiny. So you have just entered a spire through the mouth door of a large carving that seemed to be made by the, ha- the fishy-webbed hands of Koatoa, which are small, dumb, horrible fish creatures that inhabit it habit various aquatic regions across the plane of water and the material plane. It's huge. It's got carvings all over the walls and in the center of a large circular chamber with a big domed roof is a hole with a spiral staircase leading. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. All right. You can hear the rain still 
just bombarding the outside of this spire from outside, but the door swings shut and kind of muffles everything as you and Carhoon step in, and your footsteps echo across this cavernous space. What do you do? Well, I guess it's probably dark in here. It's pretty dark. Um, so uh, I'm going to cast light and put it on my staff. What color? Um, to, uh, you know, give compliments to the beautiful, uh, well, not currently beautiful ocean, but it'll be like a, a serene blue color. Okay. Serene blue. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um... We're just going to do a, just like a, a quick perception check to see if there's anything else, um, you know, just hidden anywhere. Um, and we'll, you know, walk or go in and kind of walk around and look at everything. Okay. You go in, you walk around. The walls are covered in these carvings that, again, are just... Your mind can't really make sense of it because okay. it seems the carvers were just had such a different perspective. Yeah. But you can make out fish people. And fish-like deities, you would guess, and various scenes of of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe fish miracles and <laughs> fish conquest, uh, fish famine and fish plenty. You're not sure, but there's all sorts of stuff uh, that maybe if you sat down and had a Koto a scholar, you could maybe figure out, like, mm-hmm. uh, is this just like a, a depiction of their holy texts? Is this a history? I don't know, but uh, it's not carved particularly skillfully. Mm-hmm. There's pillars around the room, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. Okay. Are there any like seats? Are there like thrones anywhere? Or? You're not seeing any thrones. You're not seeing any anything like that. Okay. Maybe there had been, but if any any like furniture in this room has long since been okay. gone. Um, it looks empty. And then how big is this staircase going down? The hole itself is probably about 10 to 15 feet in diameter. Okay. Staircase is a normal size staircase. Does it look like a fancy staircase? No. Like a Okay, but just a... Stone spiral stair okay. that goes around the edge of the hole leading down. And as you look down, you think you can see from the, from the light, the reflection on a surface of water. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, Octavia's gonna look at Carhoon and be like, well, Fool Me said that we had to go down, and I thought she maybe meant we had to go under the ocean and down, kind of like we did at the at the Merid Lord's place, but seems like there's an opportunity to go down right here. What do you say? Sure, let's try it. Okay. And she will lead the way and start heading down the stairs. You start heading down the stairs, slip, slip, slip. Slip, slip. Everything's kind of damp in here. Okay. A little bit like sticky, slimy, kind of, kind of gross. There's like a little bit of slimy residue over everything. You start descending down, and you make about a rotation and a half, let's say 20, 25 ish feet down this hole before your foot splishes into the water. Okay. We'll say you could have waited long enough that your spell has worn off and yeah. you can descend now. Okay. So you and Garhoon maybe had to spend like 40 minutes or so looking around at these carvings, but eventually the magic fades and you're... you can enter. I guess if we had to spend 40 minutes, um, Octavia would have wanted to quickly dart to the other two 
doors and see if they also have a similar staircase going down. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you go and you look in the second and third of these huge fish doors, and they all look approximately the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you sort of notice that each of the carvings on the walls they're depicting different scenes so those are those are different but the general layout they're all large cavernous spaces they all have a circle uh, a hole in the center with the staircase leading down into water you're not at this point you're not sure what distinguishes them uh if they were for different koatoa if they are interchangeable you you can't really begin to to know that but you just know they all look about the same. Okay. And then the um the water um is it like a you know a tube that is partway filled with yes. water? Okay. As opposed to a tube that just empties out onto a big open Correct. thing it of water. It is a tube. Okay. Filled with water. All right. Well, she'll, you know, dart back to the to the one that Carhoon was in cuz she didn't want to, you know, ask him to go out <laughs> into the uh into the rain. He's sitting there shivering. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Um and now with the spell having worn off, we will go into the water. You descend. You set a foot in the water. It's cold. Mm. Another. It's colder. Until you wind your way down and submerge yourself fully. And again, you have to maybe get used to breathing the water. Mm-hmm. But you... you acclimate and look around uh the water is kind of kind of hazy visibility is not as great as it was your light is not penetrating as far as you would like there's a little bit of uh sediment and debris down here but the staircase continues downward we keep going down you continue down is there carvings on these walls or are they like just walls. No, these are just walls. Nothing ornate about them. Uh, You travel down quite a ways and we're just going to ignore the effects of water pressure and like (laughs) the bends and all that because magic. (laughs) And we're going slowly enough. We're going slowly. Well, it's the coming up. Oh, yeah. That's this. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't really know how people get bends. (laughs) I I sort of do, but again, hand waving. magic. So you travel down far. It's really hard to tell because you can't really see, and it just circles down, 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 yeah, down. But you're like... walking for a while, okay. and it's just it's slower to move down here because yeah. you're in water. You don't have a swim speed, so you're moving at half speed. Eventually, though, Carhoon could just in his uh, armor just like roll up and like chunk, 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 and like cannonball down the stairs. Well, I guess that's a question. Uh, knowing he has to submerge would Carhoon leave would you have Carhoon leave his armor on assuming that you'll basically be able to walk places on the bottom or would he take it off so he can swim better could he have been able to just put it in his bag would he have had to have left it at the I mean I guess he could put it in the bag of holding and it won't really take up any more weight yeah but he takes it off that, um, this is the important distinction does he take it off or leave it on because he has he has a chain shirt mm-hmm um, he's not like in half play or even right, but it is a play, metal shirt. But it is a metal shirt. <laughs> it is a shirt made of steel. So I mean, d- would it inhibit his movements a whole lot, or it won't inhibit its movements? But if he has to swim, how much does it inhibit his swimming? He'll have to roll for it. Okay, I'm just saying, like if you came to a part where there was no floor, and he failed oh, okay, some checks, yeah. 
Um, can he take it off in the water? Is that something that he can do? Is it too hard to I'm do gonna that? I'm going to say you're going to have to take it off before you go down. If you wanted to put it back on, you probably could, but I, I'll, I could I'll say it, it would like... And he could float into it. It would probably double the donning time. Okay. I'll say that. Um, well, I, I think that, yeah, he would know kind of having experienced not being able to swim that whole well uh, previously, at least now he can breathe, but um, wanting to at least be able to have some control over his his mobility, he will take off his chain okay. shirt. AC is going to be 10 plus dex for unarmored. Because he is not a barbarian or a monk. All right, so Carhoon takes his arm off and you descend. And my ever ice breastplate is okay, right? Because it's it's made of ice, so ice. I'm kind of counting. It. Okay, it's not it's not made of metal, right. heavy heavy metal. So eventually, you reach the bottom of this staircase. Okay, you feel it floor, and you can see it. And there's an arched exit into some larger chamber. Okay, um, is there any light down here? Do we no. see a light through that door? No. Okay. It's all going to have to come from you. It is pitch black. Okay. Um, Octavia will kind of like gesture over her shoulder as much as she can at Carhoon and will continue forward. Okay. You continue forward, step out of this arched passageway, and you find yourself in a another very large chamber. Okay. Off to your left and to your right, it's... It's kind of an ovaloid, elliptical-shaped room. Huge. You can see the doorway you came out, and off to your left and right, you can see two more. Well, one on on each, one to your right and one to your left, and you think, that's probably where those other spires exited. Oh, okay. And above each of them is another little carving of a weird fish face, and there are some runes (laughs) runes carved underneath each. In a language you cannot read. Oh. And they're all they're all different. So okay. it's like a label for each of these doorways, and, but you don't know what they mean. Can I do like a... Or, or Carhoon do an arcana check to see if they're like magical runes? They're not. Okay. I'll tell you that. I wasn't sure if they were like floor wards that would, you know, blow up as soon as we nope, walked No, it them. looks like just being like, this is the door north for tower, blah. South this is tower. the door for blah. Yeah, okay. something like that. Okay. You're not sure if it's north, south, directional. You're not sure if it denotes, like, tribes or clans. You don't denote different species or different jobs or... Just some... Just some sort of denotation denotation. that marks them different. Okay. The rest of this room... uh, So you're at one of the rounded ends of this elliptical... Ellipsoid. Not on a elliptical. (laughs) (laughs) Get some cardio in. We came in, yeah, on a little treadmill. There are... Vertical pillars, lining, making a nice row down to the other end, which is far enough the way that you cannot see. Oh, okay. And so it, it kind of like creates an avenue almost. Yes. Okay. And we're coming in on one of the fat ends. No, one of the skinny ends. Oh, one of the skinny ends. Okay. So we don't see... Is there? Are there carvings on these walls as well? Like upstairs? Um, Not on the walls. There's some stuff on the pillars. Okay. It looks generally similar. We will cautiously go in and Octavia will go up to one of the pillars and kind of like lift the light up and try to kind of see what is on there. 
it's more general fish motif nonsense that you can't quite make heads or tails of okay. some whether again it might be histories it might be legends it might just be somebody carving fun pictures into a <laughs> pillar you're not sure but it shows fish people and larger fish like raw okay do we um she's going to kind of look at look at some of the rest of the pillars then and and start going down this pillared avenue but she's also going to kind of keep her eye out for like a some sort of maybe dragonoid type creature in these carvings or something to indicate that there's some or something to indicate like an artifact of power. You do not see anything like that. You look at all the pillars as you're walking down this road. You don't. Uh, All just random fish stuff. Little fish people, bipedal, stubby little arms, kind of like a pointy tail and just a big dumb fish head with pointy jagged teeth some of them are holding like little spears some of them have shields and scepters but no like dragon thing okay and none of the like fish deities are have some sort of like oh some article thing that some people are worshiping okay no not that you can see as you get down towards the other end directly opposite from the door you came into the archway you came into is what looks to be some sort of massive door but it is framed in an interesting way. So it's a huge circular door. And again, they must have liked making doorways out of mouths because (laughs) it's, again, a huge carving of something with a huge gaping maw that is a big circle. And that circle looks like some sort of portal somewhere else. Portal in the just doorway sense, not the, like, magical portal sense. Um, The face doesn't look like a fish it oh. looks more like an eel or something oh. you are not quite sure again not expertly carved and the door itself is a large hulking stone thing and it's made up of four concentric stone circles oh, and okay. each of those circles has like jagged teeth coming out of it carved like big jagged teeth so there's a, the inner row with three teeth, one layer out has six, one layer out has 12, and one layer out has 18. Okay. Is there any writing on this? Uh, if you get a bit closer and examine, each of the teeth does have some sort of marking on it. But again, it's in a language you don't know. You don't know what these runes mean. Okay. Octavia will kind of like, <laughs> they can't really talk, um, but she'll like, kind of point at the uh, you know point at the teeth and point at the concentric circles and kind of indicate you know uh, spinning them to see kind of like if they can somehow align so that they can open up to mm-hmm. try to indicate what her idea is to Carhoon. Yeah he gets it. Um, okay. So there are three teeth then nine teeth then twelve teeth then three 18. six twelve eighteen. Are any of the runes or symbols the same as the symbols in front of the other doors. Like the labels on the doors you came through? Mm-hmm. There's some. Okay. You definitely, looking at it, get the sense of like, yeah, this is probably some sort of combination lock. Yeah. Okay. I try spinning the... Is it three on the biggest circle? No, three or on the smallest. Three on the smallest. Okay. So I'll just try spinning the smallest one and see if I can even. It spins and as you grab it and spin it you also feel like it probably 
pushes into. Okay. And it has a little bit of give to it. Okay. Are they... Are they... I try to make, like, a pyramid of it so that, like, the 3, 6, 12, 18, you know, they're all aligned up so that the teeth are... They go all the way around. So for the listeners, because this is kind of an abstract thing, four concentric circles, imagine each of those circles has the specific number of teeth I mentioned, but they're all evenly spaced on that circle. So the teeth go all the way around. So it looks like a whirlpool of teeth. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So like, uh, you know, one of those horrible fish that just has like teeth, teeth, yeah, teeth, 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 all the way yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, Gross. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. I'll just try pushing on it and see what happens. On the center one? Yeah. You push, it just kind of clunks in. Nothing happens. Does it stay clunked in? No. It just oh, kind of okay. pushes like a button. Okay. Can I push the other rings? Or the other ones do not budge. The just, just, the, the just the center one. Okay. Huh. Um. If there are rings that have the same rune on them, I'm going to try to line those runes up. There are a few. They're not like a consistent. There's not one rune that appears on all four circles. Okay. But can I try to align them as much as possible? So you could align like three of them, but okay. one of them you cannot find a consistent rune on. Okay. But with the the third and the fourth, is there one? Is there a rune that's on the third and fourth that I could at least line up? With what? With each other. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do that, and then I'll try pushing the button, pushing the center. Okay. Yeah. It, nothing as, happens. Okay. Clicks in, but comes right back out. Okay. Um, can Carcoon do, like, a, a history check on these runes or something to try to see a uh, uh, similarity between between them or try to kind of make any sort of meaning? You could try. Natural one for a total of seven. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know. Okay. Shakes his head, gives a big shrug. It's like, Okay. Are there... How many pillars are there in the room? Say eight. Four on each side. Four on each side. Are there any... Is there like a rune at the top of each pillar? You don't see any other runes except for the ones on the labels above the, the entryways. Okay. And I don't... I haven't seen anything kind of like this eel in any of the carvings, right? Nope. Would I know anything about an eel that looks like this that I could kind of extrapolate no I'm gonna say not not at this point are any of the teeth like uh is it all the same stone color yep okay they're all made of the same material I'm gonna like you know run my hands along along the front of these uh, along the front of these doors um, and I guess you know just try to see if maybe there's like a hidden a hidden spring or like a hidden panel or something that, you know, running her fing fingers along it will uncover. Roll an investigation check. 21. You investigate the crap out of it, <laughs> and you're confident there's no such panel. Okay. You're confident you didn't miss the panel. You're confident there is, is no panel. no panel. Okay. Okay. How many runes are, are on each circle? An equivalent to the number of teeth. There's one rune per tooth. One rune per tooth, okay. It's gonna be 
thinking? I have no idea. Carhoon points at it, and then he points at his ass. Axe. Points at his ass. <laughs> I don't know if I can leave that one in. Can I leave that in? I feel like I can leave that in. Um, Karun points to the door and then points to his axe and looks at you and shrugs and it's like, hitty hitty. Um, and Octavia's like, shrugs also and kind of indicates like go ahead because she points to you and then he puts his hands together like a little fish and he's like and points to you and does like magic hands (laughs) 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 um let's see there's not yeah I can't really cast any magic down here that would need any verbal components um all right, well, if we're just going to try to blow this door down, then... I mean, it's up to you. That's just... Carhoon is a... Carhoon thinks with his axe first. That is true. And I'm going to say you can you can attempt spells with verbal components, but you might not be able to get them out. To get them out, okay. Because otherwise, you're going to have, like, no spells. Yeah. Because you can't breathe water, so it's not like you can't open your mouth. Right, it's just that whether, like, you can form the... Yeah. Sounds... I Basically, guess. yeah, yeah. All of my higher level ones, of course, require verbal components. Yeah, all of the good ones do. Yeah, um, I really want to like try to figure it out. Can I do like a religion check on it to see if that would put anything together? It it wouldn't. So yeah, no. there's basically like nothing else, no other context that we could kind of glean. Yeah, unfortunately, you you know this is a language that you have no experience with. Yeah. You know this is a language Carhoon has no experience with. It'd be like if I was trying to guess someone's passcode in like Mandarin. Yeah. It would be next It'd to impossible be, yeah. because I don't even know what the characters mean, mm-hmm. much less how to put them together. Yeah. So I mean, maybe by dumb luck we could get it, yeah. but there's so many different combination options that yeah so without extra knowledge you have a feeling that without extra knowledge or exceeding luck uh guessing the combination would be an exercise in futility okay well kind of i'm not saying you can't try i'm not saying you can't look for extra knowledge but based on what you have now you aren't incredibly hopeful yeah chances i don't want to tell you what to do that's just the situation currently no that makes sense because i mean we basically i'm like look at the pillars look at the you know try to remember the carvings it, from it's, upstairs it's not and, a skyrim puzzle yeah. oh look the snake i was just about to be turn that to thinking, a snake literally no. that's what mm-hmm. i was thinking yeah literally what i had been thinking of <laughs> um okay well um octavia will kind of give carhoon a thumbs up and she will let's see and she'll mimic his magic, magic hands. And she will turn into a killer whale. Ooh. And uh, I will be huge. Wow. Would, I, would I actually be able to fit through stuff? Actually, I guess I should have asked. Uh, you might not be able to fit back up the stairs, but right. the doorway but looks doorway. big enough for okay. you. It's a big door. And just kind of basically so that she can like you know headbutt it as he's mm-hmm. smacking at it with his with his axe. I will say headbutting it 
may be effective. It's going to hurt because it's a wall full of teeth. Well, are the teeth actually protruding from it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're like little spikes pointing out I of the wall. I had not caught that. Sorry, that... Yes. I just thought they had been, like, carved in, like, in it. Okay, I hadn't put that together. Um, could I bite at them? Can you bite a wall? I mean, dogs try to do it, you know, like... Try <laughs> being the key word. <laughs> they're, like, derpy <laughs> side <laughs> of their <laughs> face all, like, squidged up. <laughs> Um, okay, sorry, I hadn't I hadn't put together that there no, were actually good. spikes coming out of yeah, the wall. Yeah, it's my bad. Um, so, so you can kind of like yeah. grab them and twist them okay, as handles. Okay, that and... makes that makes a whole lot more sense. Um, so I'll maybe uh, retcon that because she wouldn't <laughs> have wouldn't have done that, um, and she is going to. You know what? Why doesn't she try out her new and improved Nova? Sure. Which one? You lightning? You feel like lightning on Wouldn't stone is much. not going to do much. Okay. As much as I would love for you to try that out, I'll just say lightning against stone, probably not. Probably okay. not. Uh, I was just trying to think of. Too effective. Okay. Um, so basically, it needs to be something like bludgeoning is what we're hearing. Um, or. Because, I mean, I don't think fire is going to do very much down here. Bludgeoning, force, sonic. Hedgehogs. The thun- thunder is what it's called, I guess. Might would, would probably be effective, but, like, fire, nah. Lightning, probably not. Poison, nah. Acid, maybe. If you want to take the brute force method. What what about ice? Could I try to freeze some of the water that's, like, between... You know, the the different doors, like those infinitesimal tiny molecules, and like expand them and have those kind of like crack apart the rocks. You could try. Okay. I will try that. And I will cast Frostbite at the door. Okay. Tell me what that does. You need to make a constitution saving throw. I mean, it's a, it's a door. door. <laughs> Trying to see if there's it has, has an AC, but it doesn't really have a constitution, so it fails. Well, you have you have disadvantage on your next attack. Should you like to oh, attack? Oh, okay, us, good, good to know. You know, good to know the door. Teeth, if and when those teeth ultimately animate and come out to bite us. <laughs> All right, you are going to take, of course, minimum cold damage. Two cold damage. Yep. What did you roll? 2d6. Oh, no. Uh, does damage bump up? Is this a cantrip? Yes, and that is... At 11th level? At 11th level, I see. yeah. Yeah. Two, even with a little bit extra, if if it's like cracking the inside, you maybe hear a little bit of a... Like, maybe that did a little bit, but... Well, this is a cantrip, so I could also spam it. If somehow in combination of like... I think then I'll indicate Carhoon like hit where I hit it with the cold, mm-hmm. and then we could kind of tag yeah. team it. So you you think you might be weakening it, but it it also that wasn't a great hit, no. and you're probably going to need something else in addition to your ice in order to break these mechanisms fully. Okay, in addition to then also Carhoon's 
axe. Well, you haven't had Carhoon try it. Well, I'll have Carhoon take a swing at the area that I iced. Okay, roll roll an attack because it does have an AC because it is stone. Thirteen. Uh, he can't mm. like get it in there with the teeth that like you yeah. know blocks is being precise. Yeah, type he's of thing. not getting a great a great swing there. So maybe if you spent a long time hacking away at this, you could tear it down. I'll try it another couple times. So do another con save for me. I'm just just roll damage. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit better. Three, Three cold damage. Oh, look at that. You hear a little bit more cracking, but it's still very faint. And Karkun's again going to try to hit at that same spot because, mm-hmm, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that'll, you know, be a catalyst to something. Sure. Um, he's maybe a little embarrassed that he couldn't hit a wall. He he hit the wall. He made an impact with the wall. Natty 16. Like... Okay. Yeah, that, that should do it. Uh, roll, roll me some damage. Okay. Let us see here. 15 slashing. Uh, yeah, a big chunk sort of cracks through and comes loose and floats t- oh, to the ground. Uh, you've got a little bit of a handhold in there, and you can see a little bit of some sort of mechanism inside. Oh. So it, has it broken all the way through, or is it just like this is a surface plate that's You've taken like a, a part of this the facade off and you can see some of the inner workings now okay well kind of seeing that we've weakened it in that area i think we'll kind of continue this um you know i'll i'll ice it and he'll and he'll crack at it um kind of like a good old one two type of situation okay just roll me a straight d20 because if i give you enough rolls it'll it'll happen eventually so 11 11 um so it takes you what is your end goal here? To just uncover this mechanism or fully just crush through the door entirely? I mean, we'll probably look at the we'll look at the mechanism first. Okay. So it takes you between the two of you 5 to 7 minutes okay. to chip away enough of you pss, slash pss, slash mm-hmm, to uh, mm-hmm. see some things and you can see some really ancient looking gears and like lever arms in there. Hmm. Neither of you are engineers per se, no. but you might be able to figure out how to uh, trip the mechanism and open this door. Okay, yeah. Like, we'll look around and we'll see if there's any, you know, um, like, spokes that need to, uh, you know, meet certain grooves or or things like that. Roll an intelligence check. <laughs> or an investigation. Okay, Octavia, 12, and Carhoon. 14. It takes you a little, a little while to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after another like five to ten minutes of poking and prodding and moving and trying to communicate, you eventually pull some things in the right sequence and shift the gear at the right time and you think you've uh, got it. Kind like of locked the, in. the lock mechanism seems to, you know, it's like you peeled the plate off mm-hmm. a padlock and kind of moved a little whatever ball and (laughs) things into the right position and you feel it click and like the door can maybe slide freely. So I'm going to try to 
just push it, I guess? Does it seem like it descends into Sleams the... like it. Sleams? Wow, man. Oh, man. My my words, guys. <laughs> I'm having a hard time. <laughs> uh, it seems like it descends into the floor. Okay. I'll see if there's some sort of handle that I can kind of use to push it down. Any of the, like... Any of these gears. 30 teeth or gears. Yeah. Uh, between the two of you, you start to shift it down. Awesome. It descends into the floor. Okay. And you are met with sort of a, it seems like an antechamber or like a narthex type thing. Okay. It's a smaller room, but it's still pretty big. Um, there's no other entryways into it except mm. directly across from you. There is a large, like, doorway okay. that leads into a further room that is covered with sheets of thick fabric that are kind Ooh. of flapping in the current does it seem like dank I in here? I have not finished my description. Oh, sorry. It does. You can see a slight greenish glow coming from beneath the curtains. Ooh. And you can hear, Ooh. now that this door is open, you can hear the sound of what sounds like a gibberish language, kind of muffled, being orated in whatever room is beyond these curtains. It's clearly not just a conversation. It sounds like a speech of some kind. (laughs) We discover that Bane has become the god of the (laughs) Kotors. Octavia will kind of like cup her ear, you know, cup her hand around her ear and like point towards uh, the curtains and then like put her finger on her lips to kind of be like, let's (laughs) swim over there quietly and then like (laughs) make binoculars with her eyeballs to indicate like, peeking through the curtain and they will i guess they can walk you can yeah because there's a floor um it's kind of weird like moon float walking thing like at the bottom of a pool um and they will kind of go over as quietly as possible and try to um peer around the curtain all right you peel part of it off and you're met with a strange sight it looks like a cathedral. Oh, okay. The walls are lined with little, like, glass orbs, and there's some weird green glowing coming Ooh. from in that. Maybe some sort of bioluminescent bacteria or amoebas or fungi or something like that that is casting a sickly green glow across this cathedral. There's more pillars lining a central aisle that leads straight from the doorway you're peering through way down to the end. And there are rows of seats, stone benches that also go all the way up on either side of this aisle and they are filled with the small heads of tiny little fish people all pointing, looking away from you, looking towards the front of the room. At the front, directly at the end of this aisle, there is a weird looking structure. From here it kind of looks like a huge sea anemone, uh, but it's kind of like a black metallic Thing that has little points poking out of it all over the place. Okay. It's like little, kind of like spears, just big old jabby things. <laughs> I'm trying, what's the word? Uh, spikes? Spikes. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Big, giant <laughs> spikes in every direction off of this weird structure at the end of this aisle. Directly behind that is a raised platform with a ramp on either side of it, and there is a... Do you mean a sea urchin, not a sea anemone? 
I do mean a sea urchin. I'm having a real rough time right now. That is okay. I'm having a hard time. That is a-okay. Oh, my goodness. I'm having a blast. Sea urchin. Oh, man. Yes. Anyway, on either side of this, there's a ramp that goes up to this raised platform, and in front of that ramp is standing another one of these fish-like koatoa in what looks to be some sort of religious garb Mm -hmm. uh, with, like, a headdress and decorated in shells and bones and bits of, you know, shinies found on the seafloor. And up top, directly behind this spiky orb, is clearly what looks like a pulpit and a... Another Koato behind that with a staff in one hand who is shouting what sounds to you like nonsense at this congregation. Okay. Just barely in front of this uh, this platform, there's a door on the right side of the room and the left side of the room in front of the platform. It seems like that's probably where, if these things came from above, they probably came from where you came from. If not, you're not sure where those doors lead to. Oh, uh, Okay. Directly behind, sorry, there's a lot in this. Directly behind this orator mm-hmm. at the front of the room is a huge sculpture of another eel like creature with hmm. big tentacles reaching off of it. <sighs> sort of curled up and poised menacingly over the congregation. This thing continues its speech. <laughs> Every now and then the congregation will speak back in, in some. Uh, you know, sort of call and response and do a little bit of a chant before the speech continues on. Do you do anything or do you sit and observe for a moment? I mean, we definitely would observe for a moment. As this apparent sermon continues, it comes to a point where it sounds like, again, you can't make out any of the words, but it sounds like there's some sort of call. Oh. And eventually oh, no. some of these... Uh, Koatoa stand from the benches and go down the center aisle and start forming a line in front of this big spiky orb. Oh no. What do you think is going to happen? I feel like they're going to throw themselves on it and impale themselves. No. Okay. It's small, too small for that. But okay, you do I was see. Like, oh no. You do see as they're getting up, uh, the ones that are getting up are holding things like small fishes and uh, eels, okay. sea urchins, anemones, sea creatures, lobsters, uh, uh, crabs, shellfish, and they start a line going down, and as they get up to the front of this black spiky orb, this uh, preacher at the front says some words to the one directly in front, and there's some back and forth, and then clearly, although it's back is turned to you and there's a lot of stuff in the way, uh, whatever little creature this thing was holding is sacrificed and then placed on this spiky orb, and then that Koatoa exits through one of those doors. This happens again. Same words are repeated back and forth. It seems like some sort of ritualistic, sacrificial thing that is happening. And one by one, they just go up. They have this back and forth. They present their offering, and then they go out one of the doors. Do they go out either door, or do they all leave out the same door? Uh, they, they, it doesn't, it seems random. Okay. They go out both. Um, can we see when they open the door? Can we, like, see through it all? Does it seem like they're going out into it's the ocean? very or? dim. Okay. You can't really see what's what's beyond. Okay. I do have dark vision. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean... Okay. See. It's a big room. Tall, arched ceilings. And then does the, does the order just kind of continue? It continues. From what you could tell, it's going to continue until, like... Every one of these Koto has done this thing and left. 
Okay, Octavia's gonna like indicate like backing up from the <laughs> from the curtain just so that they're not in the doorway to be seen. <laughs> Is there anything in this narthex at all? Like any carvings there? Not a ton. There are some reliefs on the wall, purely decorative, you would guess. Okay. Um, I don't know, a coat rack and a welcome desk. <laughs> About our service. Um, if you'd like to be contacted, leave your email address. Um, can I do like a, I guess before we duck away, can I do a, uh, I don't know, like a, a nature check or something on this eel to see if we recognize it? Or does it sure. just seem like, okay. 16. Yeah, I mean, based on what you know, it looks to be a crude rendition of what might be an aboleth. Okay. Yeah. The sea anemone orb. Sea urchin orb. Now I'm doing it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I tried. The sea urchin orb. Mm-hmm. At this point, is covered with like dozens of small <laughs> oh, fish fishes. and eels and there's like a squid on there. But before you know, it started being the uh, basically the offering plate, um, did it did it glow, or no? Okay, and was it? Is it like a, also like the black basalt stone? Stuff? It looks metallic. Metallic. Oh, like what kind of metallic? Are you a metallurgist? No, no like you're like is sixty it, feet is away. It like silver metallic, like it looks gold blackish. metallic, blackish. Okay. No. Um. Okay. It's an alloy of tan and palladium. <laughs> uh, solely meaning color. <laughs> The layperson color. Um, okay. Is there going, peeking again through into the uh, auditorium, would there be a, a place where it seems like the, the the religious leaders would be able to store their robes? Or does it seem like they would just arrive? Sorry, in this room or the, the, in the cath- cathedral? In the cathedral room. Uh, roll a perception check. 24. Oh, sorry, 22. 22. You think you can make out uh, on the platform behind the priest or leader or whatever it is called is, like, the outline of a doorway back into probably Mm. their back room. Okay, okay. Where they might prepare things or store their vestments or have an office or who knows. Okay. Um, How many... um, Koto are left at this point. It's taken a while. If you just want to stay there until it's done, you can. It doesn't seem like anyone's paying any attention to this back room. Back here. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. And Octavia will just kind of like uh, tap her wrist like a watch and kind of be just like, let's wait. So you wait and this process continues. It takes a while because each Koto spends about, you know, at least a good 30 seconds up there mm-hmm. having a back and forth, sacrificing this thing, presenting it on the sea urchin of fish doom <laughs> and then exiting and there was a full seating so okay. after probably like a half hour of this ritual just happening over and over and over again all of them have exited and it's just the lead orator on the platform and the two ones flanking on the ramps who after everyone has exited come down to this uh, spiky sea urchin which mm-hmm. is now covered completely in small sea creatures and you're starting to like smell it in the water yeah and things are getting a bit hazy and kind of you know 
gross. Yeah. They go down around it and they all say, you know, participate in some chant for another minute or so. Perhaps a dedication or a consecration or a desecration. You're not sure. Until the two who are flanking reach down and pick up, like, the, the, the poles that you carry people around. Mm-hmm. What are those called? Oh, um. Shoot. I don't remember. But they pick up two two of these little posts to carry this urchin, and they go up one of the ramps, and the priest leads them, opens this back door that you had spotted, and they all three disappear in. The door shuts behind them, and the whole place is empty. Hmm. Okay. Carhoon turns to you and says, That was weird. <laughs> he gives you a look that says, That yeah, was weird. Yeah, and then she'll be like, thumbs up but also thumbs down because she agrees but also was weird um and then she'll kind of like point towards the back room and be like back room carhoon nods okay and they'll um if she um turns off of turns off her light that she had on her staff (laughs) um how dark would it be dim lights okay um, so she'll she will turn that off just to um, make them less uh, less noticeable right off the bat, um, and they will stealthily creep through the big auditorium. Okay, roll a stealth check, both. Yeah, Carhoon has disadvantage, I believe. Well, he shouldn't because he doesn't have. His oh, he doesn't shirt. have his armor. Right, right, right. Uh, Octavia rolled a fifteen, and Carhoon a six. <laughs> Carhoon clatters a bit. Something yeah. on kicks a rock, uh, trips and stumbles and But you don't see anything immediately come to investigate. Okay. Uh, but you could creep through up to the front. Well we want to look at those side doors and kind of see where those side doors go. Uh you creep up to one and peer down and it's a stone tunnel. Okay. That leads and kind of curves around. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's a door, right? It's not just a doorway. Sure. Okay. Um, and then they will they will then go and approach the front. And are there carvings on the, these walls as well? Uh, these walls are not so much. Okay. They have the weird glass orbs that are shedding light, but there don't seem to be a ton of carvings here. Okay. And that's odd, because we haven't seen any like carvings of these eel abolithy in any of the other rooms right i mean except for the giant maw right but like on the pillars and then upstairs type of thing yeah okay um but they'll yeah they'll go forward and kind of approach approach the front and do a closer perception check now that they're closer um on like the statue and um seeing any other you know we noticed the one door but maybe there are two doors back there Octavia rolls a 15 and Carhoon 21 um there's no other doors okay behind the pulpit you see there's some like stone tablets with these runes carved in it okay. again you cannot Can't tell what anything. they say yeah and like a ceremonial dagger Ooh, tucked underneath okay. but nothing more of note and we can't, we're not getting, I mean, are, am I getting any feeling of being close to an artifact or? You can't really feel that. Okay. 
And I haven't gotten any pings from anybody no, they, being like They said close. it was close. Okay. They said it was down. Okay, and we're down. It's probably down here close. somewhere. Okay. The Aboleth's mouth is open, right? On the statue? On the statue? No. No? Okay. I was like, can I look at it? No, it's just looming <laughs> just over. looming. Just okay. Um, we'll try to open the door quietly that the other Koatoa went into. Okay. It opens freely. Roll a stealth check again. 13. 13, you say? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you crack open this door, and you peer through stealthily, mm-hmm, quietly. Mm-hmm. You see... There's a very short hall, maybe like a few feet, just to wide enough for the wall, and then it opens up into a room, and you can see in the center is this spiky orb, and um, the the priest at one end, and those two other fish people standing around it, who are doing some further preparation. Um, they're sort of washing themselves and putting on different vestments and different uh, uh, gear, but you're not entirely sure what the purpose is. You feel like you did an okay job opening that door, but as you and put your head through, your oh, eyes no. lock with the beady, fishy eyes oh, of no. the priest who raises a hand, points at you, and goes, <laughs> and we'll pick up their next episode. Oh, no. Oh, I was wondering if doors creaked underwater. <laughs> Sound travels better underwater. That's true. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so curious. Like, what is going on? Where is the artifact? Are they worshiping it? You didn't think you were going to find it that easy. You didn't think you were just going to go down and it was going to be a pedestal like, artifact here. No, but I... <laughs> no, no, but... Kind of we haven't like haven't seen like a religion around it question mark yet so Koto, man <laughs> all right thank you all so much for listening uh, if you like what you heard it would be amazing if you left us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app it's a really great way for us to grow reach more people with our story and with our game. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. Catch you all next week.